Hey everybody, this is Michael Gabriel and you're watching CMS TV. That'll wrap up your classic rock block right there with uh, Journey from the Escape release with Dead or Alive. There you go. Good stuff. Just showing off, uh, showcasing uh, Neil Sean's guitar prowess on that one. Nice. Rocking it out. And since we were talking HSAS uh, earlier, it's a nice way to round out that whole segment. Dead or Alive is not from Frontiers, is it? It's from Escape, right? Escape, yeah. Yeah. Come on, John Phillips. Know your journey. I said that right at the beginning. I yeah. said from their escape release. I know. And then right away it popped up in, in the chat room that was from um, Frontiers. I was like, no, it's not Frontiers. Yeah, pal. Get your get your music trivia straight. Get your old 1981 references in order, pal. Yeah. How could you forget in 41 years? Yeah. Jesus. How could you make such a mistake? Uh, insanity. <laughs> Uh, we got a quick note here from, uh, Lisa Vanas. I think that's how you say her name, but V A N A S S E. How do you say that? V (laughs) she pops in periodically with a little bit of news every now and again. Okay. And this is, you know, maybe especially interest to you. Not that it affects you in any way, just out of, just out of, uh, I don't know, news, newsworthy items. Okay. Good evening, Neely and Chris. Did you hear about Pantera being pulled from three festivals in Germany due to the racist allegations from the past actions of Phil? Yes. You just heard that? I have. We uh, we talked about it on Talk To Me um, this week, and we're getting killed because I actually said I didn't care, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I heard it. it's in Germany. It's in It's in that part of the world. You know, it's it's the and I I told this on to me, but I'll tell let's tell it again here. And you've heard this before, obviously. It's the same shit as we went through when when I had the thing with Doro, and they didn't like that that we joked about um yeah you know, the, the about Hitler, Nazis yeah making the Hitler uh you know playing the Hitler clip yeah they didn't like that they Hitler is Hitler is a touchy 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 subject in Germany. Well, of course it it was a it was a world war that yeah. uh, Hitler touched off just through his manacle way of uh, wanting to take over the world. Yeah. And, and let's be honest in my world, it was 80 years ago. Yeah. D- doesn't impact me. Hogan's heroes impacted me more than the, than the German war did. Right. Sorry. It's just the way it is. Yeah, but they're very, very sensitive about that. Well, you know, just, just because of the, <clears throat> the tragedy of the Holocaust with, you know, the extermination of millions of human beings mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's, that's kind of a hard, uh, reputation to live down even after yeah. years, you know, of course I'm not a German. I don't never been to Germany and, sure. uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, for some cultures, some countries, some p- 
people, they, they're, they're ashamed of it or they're, uh, maybe, you know, they're, they're regretful. I don't, I don't know the answer, but it's the way that I look at that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the same people today who still dwell on slavery, even though it's 200 some years ago, you know, they still dwell on it. Like it happened yesterday, you know? And they, mm-hmm. they act like it's a current issue or something. And it's like, yeah, it was part of our history and it was like 200 years ago. But, uh, you know, why are you making that an issue today? That's not even a, well, because, you know, slaves, you know, because <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. 200 years ago. Yeah. You didn't own slaves. Your grandparents didn't own slaves. Their parents didn't own slaves, you know. How far back do you need to go? Stop with the slaves already. We we know it existed. Yeah. Yeah, and and we're not we're not willing to participate. We're not willing to accept guilt or participate in making it quote unquote right. Right. Sorry. And the whole thing is and not to get to get into this political discussion, but slavery still goes on today. Not here in this country, but in other places. I mean, I mentioned made a mention of it earlier. I I don't know if you saw this, probably not, but there was a guest on Joe Rogan. I don't remember what the guy's name is. And he was showing these pictures of these people. I mean, literally hundreds of people's working in these, these mines, mining these, uh, these precious metals for, uh, making batteries for these, uh, these electric cars. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I mean, they're out there digging with their hands and stuff because they're, they're picking up minuscule pieces of minerals and shit and putting it in a bag or in a little box or something. Right. And, Jeez. and I mean, they're, they're just, they're spread out over this whole thing and they're, they're basically slaves over there, mm-hmm. you know, meant to just dig out the, uh, the, the, um, precious metal mines over there. And that's what they do. Right. But nobody's yeah. a goddamn word about that because they're helping save the planet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to pull back to the Pantera specific thing here for a minute. And this is why I think this is a joke. And I I mean, it's not a joke per se, but it's a, it's, it's pathetic is probably more what I'm trying to say here. So Pantera is the big evil because Phil Phil did the, Phil did the how Hitler thing. He he did that. That's it. So how many many years ago was that? Like 10, (laughs) but they've had no problems for years having Metallica come back to that same festival again and again and again. And there are very famous pictures of Metallica doing the Heil Hitler's the Heil Hitler salute. I know, but, but Metallica is beloved. Yeah. Well, but Motley Crue is another one that there are pictures of them doing the Heil Hitler bullshit. And they've played this festival in the past and they continue to play Germany. Yeah. But they don't have a shaved head. Yeah. It all comes, well, yeah, I guess, but it all comes back to what you always say. Social media is the root of everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, is that Phil is a big white guy with a shaved head. Mm -hmm. So he looked more menacing doing that. Yeah. And it looked like he probably is a white supremacist. Yeah. Well, you want to hear his actual take in a concert about um his white supremacy? Just look at him. He yeah. wears those 
cut off cargo pants and he's got a bald shaved head and you just know he hates the blacks yes that's that <laughs> that must be what it is you just know it mm-hmm. just look at him yeah he's a piece of shit so here we go I'll, I'll play this this is phil himself if you can't hear it just tell me but i can't really do much with fucking tiktok but i can't hear it Oh, no, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> Thing. I, I, I got that. I got to hit play first. All right. Here we go. Phil from like 15, 20 years ago, whatever. Yeah, I, I was thinking, holy cow, he, he, he looks awful lean. Yeah, that's that's oh. definitely a Pantera show. And and I, I remember that era. He was doing that a lot. So yeah. he's not wrong. Well, I agree. I completely agree. You uh -huh. know, yeah, that's the guy that's too racist to um to have come play rock M ring. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sins of the past, my friend. Look at Jerry. <laughs> yeah, man, waiting for Luda from the Luda. 
great. Yeah, that there you go. I'll put some of these comments up here. And some Caucasian people, including myself, have ancestors who were not living in the U.S. during slavery. Both sides of my family's ancestors didn't arrive until the early 1900s, my grandparents told me. So there you go. True. How about Kiss? Kiss has also played Rock Am Ring. And there are definitely pictures of Paul and, and Ace. It's just bullshit. It's bullshit fucking YouTube nonsense once again. Well, again, it's selective. Everything is mm -hmm. selective, you know. Are you beloved or not? Yeah. If you're not beloved, then then you get yeah. punished. But if you're beloved, well, you know, that's that will make an excuse for you. Right. You want an interesting thought? Okay. Would this be happening if the Abbott brothers were, were in the band and not passed no. away? No. They would welcome them with open arms. They would. They absolutely would. Yep. They'd let this nonsense go they would be like oh whatever phil was drunk blah 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 move yeah. on yeah but instead because it's phil rex and you know and it's whatever we're calling this panthrax society <laughs> panthrax yeah it's the panthrax society right you know because it's the panthrax society that now it's a big deal yeah good point phil who's good point it, would this happen if phil was jewish no oh that's it. They, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't say a word. Yeah. Got to give them a pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it's nonsense to answer Lisa V's question. It's nonsense. And unfortunately, Phil did a dumb thing. Not going to try and make an excuse for him. He was being one. He did a dumb thing. Even worse. He did the one thing that's even worse than apologizing for doing a dumb thing, which he did do the apology, but he tried to make up a story that was even worse. Yeah. That's the whole thing. The whole white wine thing. That was really, really not good. Not, he should have just said, he just should have owned it. He like, just said, yeah, I was drunk. It happened. Yeah. Just own it. Just like, yeah, yeah. I guess. You know what? It wasn't meant to be anything. It was just a stupid gesture, and yeah, you know whatever. Yeah, it was stupid. I'm not apologizing for it because why? Who did I hurt? Not a single fucking person. Nope. So beat most, it. Most of the people who were alive during that time, they're not alive anymore either. Yeah, but he doesn't even need to go to that level. All he needs to say is, "Yeah, I was drunk. Yeah, I did some dumb. Yeah, I just out did a dumb thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing's nonsense. And all I know is they better not bring these cancellations to fucking the states. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. I hope not, because I got three fucking sets of tickets. I'm going. Yeah, but but the thing is, is that, uh, you know, this was at a festival where they had plenty of acts. Yeah. To, as where this tour coming to the states, that yeah. is part of the tour. That is the that is the mm -hmm. main draw or one of the main draw yeah. of the show. But what a, what a, what a, speaking of rock am ring, what a letdown from this. You go from Pantera to their replacement, the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Imagine if you bought tickets to see Pantera and you got fucking, well, Hey, we got Dave Grohl. Yeah. Oh, give me my fucking money back. Right. Cause that thing can't be cheap. Rock Am Ring, I'm sure it's like 60 fucking bands or something. Yeah, it's you know what? I've been to I've been to a few festivals where there there were I don't know eight or ten bands on the bill. 
I don't, I don't know how people go to these festivals and see 60 bands. I mean, it's just like overload. You just pick the ones that you want to see. I understand, but, but it's, that's a long day, long mm-hmm. days. It's just like, uh, after a while, it all just becomes noise. Well, you know why, you know why you don't get it? Cause you don't drink. Yeah. Well, true. It goes a lot faster if you keep pouring alcohol uh, in. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to, I'm just going to take your word for it. <laughs> it definitely goes faster if you pour in alcohol, alcohol, but that being said, there's no, there's no way that I'm, you know, going to festivals anymore. Well, you, the last one you did was like rock on the range. Rock on the range. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's a long day for you too. Yeah. And I sat in the tent most of the day for, for mo- it was a three day, it was three days. And I sat in the tent most of the day. And just did interviews and stuff. I didn't give a shit about the bands. I just went out when the bands that I wanted to see were playing. Like when Slayer was playing or whoever, you know, I just kind of strolled out, watched a little bit and was like, all right, saw some, I'm out. You know, are they still, are they still doing rock on the range? Is that still a thing? It has a new name. Oh, really? It's not called rock on the range anymore. It's called Sonic temple. That's the same shit. Same alt. Uh, it's what it it's it, again you want to get into stupid lawsuits really okay yeah. yeah i i'm not aware of this so please enlighten me sir so at at one point i'm not positive it was danny wimmer but i'm pretty sure it is danny wimmer it was like danny wimmer and another guy that did rock on the range okay and and i could be fucking this all up again i'm not looking it up so don't sue me, Danny Wimmer. I'm just <laughs> guessing here. Is he, but, is he any relationship to Jan Winner? I don't think so. But what I understand is that the partnership broke up and Danny Wimmer just started his own thing without the other guy. Okay. Uh, who who did that? Tim Owens? <laughs> Tim Owens? Yeah, the KK's priest. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about his club. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did that. or He allegedly did that, too. I don't know how that that's how that worked either, but, but it was, it was Ripper's app house or something. Yeah. It was Ripper's rock house or something. Yeah. 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 So is that still going or is that gone? That's gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. They were on that bar rescue and that bar rescue thought that they were rescuing it. And then they went out of business like a year later. Yeah, I know. They were bar not rescued. Now talk about a recall, huh? Yeah. That's you, you didn't even know what I was I talking about. I didn't have any clue what you're talking about there. I thought you were talking about KK's priest from the yeah. Judas priest. And no, when when that was a big controversy that uh Tim was involved with that mm-hmm. partner and that broke up and then right. you know they were it was all about the name. Mm-hmm. The only thing I remember about the rock house was that it was a great place to see a show. Sure. I that was last show I saw there was Karabi. When Karabi played the 94 Motley record in its entirety, that was a great night. Yeah. And that was I know, I know he had like a Y&T there several times. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of good bands that played there. It was, I, I saw him play there a few times. I definitely saw Y&T there once. Um, I saw several bands there. It was a good, that was a good room. Sure. Had good, had good sound. It was easy to get a drink if you, if you took, I mean, you you had like the little room, but then it was, you know, like two steps past the room was the bar. So it was easy to kind of come out, get a drink and then get right back in there and not miss a whole lot of music. I like that room a lot. I wish it was still around. 
so so what happened? He just closed it up. It just wasn't profitable, or what? Do you even know? I I don't know. I I assume that part of it was it wasn't making enough money, and then the other part was Tim was never there. Right. Tim. I mean, Tim. Every time you look, he's in fucking Europe, bullshitistan or wherever. <laughs> you know, he's always somewhere else. So. Sure. So I don't know. Um, he was the absentee owner. Yeah. I mean, he was touring so much that maybe that was part of it too. I don't know. I, I've honestly never talked to Tim about that. All right. So, well, maybe, maybe you should invite Tim on to one of your Chris Aiken presents and, and, you know, talk about I, that a little bit. I should talk. I, I mean, I'm, I'm doing an interview with Tim anyway. He has a new record out, so I should hit him up and. Ask him about that and ask him about fucking how the fuck he lost so much weight. Have you seen him? I have not. He looks like he's auditioning for Philadelphia too. Yeah. He, I he, mean, he looks like an AIDS patient now. He looks, let me find the picture real quick. He looks fucking bone skinny, like too skinny to me. And that coming from a fat guy. So, you yeah. know, whatever, you know, I, I don't know how much credence me saying somebody too is too skinny holds, but well, maybe he went on the uh, Kevin Smith diet. It's like that. I mean, he's, he's like 150 or 160 pounds. Now he's really, really skinny. Let me see here. Tim Owens weight loss. It was on blabbermouth, which was kind of weird all by itself, but, but he was, yeah, here we go. Um, do, do, do. Tim Owens. Yeah. Let me open image and new tab. Let's pull this fucker down here. Pull it over to here. You see, fans, if if you guys would be a little more generous <laughs> with your uh, with your uh, membership fees, Chris could afford to hire a production guy to work behind the glass. I don't want a production guy behind the glass. I still have to tell him what to do and uh, work it out. You could hire E Rock. Yeah, I don't need that. No, no. I mean, the only difference between us and them is, you know, they're doing the same thing behind the scenes. It still takes when Anthony says something, it still takes them fucking 10 seconds to get it on the screen. So. Yeah, but you don't have to watch them look for it, though. No, you don't. But, you know, and anyway, I look at look at the difference between Tim. I, yeah. I mean, he lost a lot of weight. How old is Tim? He's what, 50 something? 50 something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hey, you know what? If he if he figured out a way to to lose the weight and get healthy and stuff, good on him. Yeah, I mean he. My only question is: Is he healthy? I don't know. I I'm going to assume that maybe he just decided it was time to maybe he came across a a a program that works for him. No, yeah, he's 55. All right, he's your age. Yeah. Yeah, and half my weight. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, yeah. good on you, Tim. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, he look. Do you think he looks too skinny, or you think he looks right? No, he looks about normal. I think he and looks he's a not too tough. Skinny. I mean, you know, he he come off as like you know, kind of a big buff guy with the yeah. uh, when he'd wear his leather jacket and right you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah he he's just kind of lean and mean. But yeah. you know, if, if he was wearing his stage clothes instead of like a sweatpants or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he probably would look more normal. Yeah. Maybe it's just those pants. Yeah. Those pants look like he probably had them when he was like 220. 
and they're the same pants. They just don't, they, I don't know. I don't know. Why am I judging how a guy fucking looks? I don't right. even know that, but well, you know, I just think he looks too skinny a little bit. No, I think, I think it's more or less concern is, is Tim, are you, are you okay? Are you, yeah. not, do, do you are you sick or, you know, uh, you know, it's one of those horrible things that, you know, they, they had cancer or something and yeah. they knew it and they were just riding out their last days doing what they love. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, I just saw him, you know, at such mm -hmm. a place and now he's dead. Yeah. I'm just looking at this picture and I'm thinking, I don't know that I've ever seen him that even before Judas priest, he wasn't that skinny. You know, I met him, I met him back when he was doing what British steel or us metal or one of them bands. I don't remember which band it was. Yeah. I mean, way, way, way back. And I don't remember him being that skinny. Ever. Well, he's a, he's a beefy guy. He's a, he's a buff guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge guy, but, but you know, I just got kind of the bigger chest and stuff, yeah. just, you know, thicker than this. Yeah. That guy there looks like, um, he looks like Tom Hanks brother. Gumby. <laughs> Kind of skinny, <laughs> stretched out like Gumby. Yeah. <laughs> He's Gumby, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Gumby Owens. <laughs> well, hey, good for him if he's, if, as long as he's healthy. Yeah. Good for him. Sure. If there's some secret back end, he's, you know, you know, he's um, stage four cancer. He's just not telling anybody. I hope that is not the case, but, right. you know, I mean, as long as he's healthy, good for him. Bravo to you, sir. If you were able to drop 50 pounds in a summer, that's pretty yeah. good. Well, Hey, teach me. All right. <laughs> well, uh, we had covered this. Um, I, I sent you an email. I don't know if you saw it or not, mm -mm, I'll get there. but, uh, we, we had been covering this over the last year or so about these. Just now you sent me an email. Yeah. I, I forwarded you an email. Like, you know, a few minutes ago. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Not find it. Or did you find yeah, it? I got it. I got all it. Right. Well, you know, we, we've all been discussing these, uh, ridiculous fees for buying tickets for concerts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is just an ongoing thing where, you know, uh, the, the Congress is involved, you know, and people are giving testimony and, you know, going up to Capitol Hill and, you know, giving their viewpoints and all this and that. I don't know what the answer is because, you know, when Live Nation and, and Ticketmaster were allowed to merge, uh, that that is the the monopoly of the ticket market. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen this. Uh, it's a video of a quote unquote musician who is testifying in front of Congress Okay. About the ridiculous fees. Right. Uh, that, that these ticket, you know, <laughs> monopolies or monopoly rather mm -hmm. uh, charge for tickets to get. Okay. Tickets. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, you are going to these, uh, Pantera Metallica shows and sure, you know, you paid, I guess in today's market, a pretty reasonable price. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that that show is definitely for the cheap. Ticket. Yeah, yeah, because I got it as a presale. But yeah. the same ticket now is like ten times the cost. Right. Exactly. So I I don't know what this 
musician said or what this gentleman had to say about this, but I thought maybe we would review this a little bit and see sure. what, uh, see what his input is on these Ticketmaster Live Nation shows and and again, this goes back to what we talked about earlier. Uh, you know, Neil Sean went crossways with Live Nation, mm-hmm. and because of their mon- monopolistic uh, ability, has limited journey from being yeah. able to you know make any kind of real money because they yeah. quote unquote just won't work with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like fuck you, Neil Sean. That's right. Don't you go s- up against us and sue us because we'll we'll give you a spanking. Yeah, and they are. They are obviously we saw them playing a three thousand seater. Yeah, we'll, two summers uh, ago they were playing twenty thousand seaters. We're on the other side of that table of the slap fest. <laughs> That's right. All right, you want this? You ready? Yeah, let's let's hear it. Let's All right, what, let's see what he's got let's to say. See what this fella has to say. All right, here we go. Let's play this clip from the uh, Ticketmaster hearing. This is really important stuff. Um, here is uh, Clyde Lawrence. I don't know the band Lawrence, but this is um, an important sort of explanation. Uh, I don't think anybody knows the band Lawrence. Lawrence? Lawrence. Can you look them up? Well, let's see. Lawrence, the band. All I can think Lawrence of is is Hollywood nights, the movie with uh, Tony Danza and Michelle Pfeiffer, where they're going, Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. He's an English guy who came to fight the Turkish. <laughs> I don't think that's these guys. <laughs> Lawrence, the band is a U.S. based soul pop group founded by New York city raised sibling duo, Clyde and Gracie Lawrence. Are they, uh, are they like the Oasis? For, for the U.S. <laughs> Leads me out. You, you could play them. I mean, I'm sure they're on Spotify. All right. Lawrence. Yeah, they have quite a few. Wow, they have a shit ton of music out there. Really? They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven albums since 2013. And then a shit ton of singles. Oh, they're kind of like, uh, they're kind of like uh, the White Stripes. Joy. Sort of, right? It's yeah, like I guess, a, but I've like, never heard of them. Is it a brother and a sister? That's what it seems like, yeah. So, but in the white stripes, it was actually a married couple who passed themselves off as a brother and a sister. Oh, that's good. Do you remember that? White stripes? No, means nothing no? to me. I know of the band, but I don't know anything about them. Well, well they when they were popular, mm-hmm. they they uh Passed themselves off as a brother and a sister, but Jack White and and that what what was her name Megan Meg, Meg White yeah they, they were married oh I didn't know that but they uh, they you know uh, passed themselves off as if they were siblings glad you pay attention to this stuff that I band mean, was that band was so bad that I could not listen to it well I did could I, not investigate it fuck I, it, that it's not even it's not even because of I was a fan because I'm not, but I just thought it was a really bizarre situation that they felt that from a PR standpoint, Mm -hmm. it was better to market themselves as, you know, a brother and a sister duo. Right. Than than a husband and wife team. Okay. That's strange, but okay. Hey, whatever works, I guess. This is what's important though. 
Oh, Meg has a nice set of bouncy tits. <laughs> Thank does. you, Jerry. She does. And, and they live up there or they did, or, or they're from where Dave Landau lives. I believe they're from the Detroit area. Now I got to see Meg white, Meg white tits. See her big old titties. Why don't she has her own boobapedia page? Well, she does have some, some pretty, pretty healthy milkers on her. Yeah. But since she plays drums, she is extra bouncy. Oh, I like that. Oh, good for her. Yeah, she's got some big old guns. Good for her. What size are those titties? See, they got me all fucking lost. Now I'm on Boobapedia looking up tits. Yeah. <laughs> Meg White with her big boobies. <laughs> all right, let's get back to playing the, what this guy has to say. Yep. All right, here we go. Of the monopolistic practices of Live Nation and Ticketmaster, this is in front of the Senate uh, Judiciary, uh, Judiciary Committee hearing from yesterday. Most of the issues we face stem from the fact that Live Nation Ticketmaster often acts as three things at the same time, the promoter, the venue, and the ticketing company. Let's imagine we just played a sold out show at a venue Live Nation owns and operates. When an artist plays these venues, they're required to use Live Nation as the promoter. Far from simply advertising, the promoter coordinates and pays the upfront cost to put together a concert, such as renting and staffing a venue, and striking a deal with the performer. Since both our pay and theirs is a share of the show's profits, we should be true partners aligned in our incentives. Keep costs low while ensuring the best fan experience. But with Live Nation not only acting as the promoter, but also as the owner and or operator of the venue, it seriously complicates these incentives. At the end of the show, costs will have eaten into most of the money made that evening and due to Live Nation's control across the industry, we have practically no leverage in negotiating them. If they want to take 10% of the revenues and call it a facility fee, they can and have. If they want to charge $30,000 for the house nut, they can and have. And if they want to charge us $250 for a stack of 10 clean towels, they can and have. Damn. Mr. Air Quotes. Wow. Yeah, Mr. Air Quotes, but... Those are some, that, that's some really fucking damning information there. Well, Jesus. Yeah, it's the whole, uh, well, we own the venue. We own the tickets. We own the promotion. We own the, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Let's hear what more of, um, a buddy Holly has to say here. Yeah. Let's hear what, um, Clive Holly has going on here. <laughs> Once these costs, some of which went to Live Nation subsidiaries, are taken into account, the remainder is split between Live Nation and the band. In a world where the promoter and the venue are not affiliated with each other, we can trust that the promoter will look to get the best deal from the venue. However, in this case, the promoter and the venue are part of the same corporate entity, so these line items are essentially Live Nation negotiating to pay itself. Does that seem fair? The tickets were listed at $30, and our pay ended up shaking out to about $12 of each ticket. But in this hypothetical show, the fan did not pay $30 for that ticket. The fan paid $42 because Ticketmaster tacked on a 40% fee. And for the record, we've had them go as high as 82%. I mean... This is the problem. This is that the, what he's describing there is essentially what we had with the FinCEN loss. The FinCEN loss? 
What the fuck is that? I guess we'll have to look it up. Now we got to look that up. Jeez. Oh man. Fin loss. That doesn't even come up. That does not come up at all. Let me try S Y N. Financial industry, financial interest and syndication rules for American television. Okay. Yeah. Popularly known as FinCEN. All right. Let me hit read more on that. That, let's see, where is that? The prime, t the prime time access rule designed to encourage the production of local and independent television programming went into effect in September of 71. By the mid-60s, the prime viewing hours had almost been completely locked up by newly, newly expanded editions of both local and network news and by network primetime schedule, which ran from 7.30 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Blah, 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 blah. Um, the, fi the financial interest and syndication rules, properly popularly known as FinCEN, were created at the same time as the primetime access rules. These forbade networks to retain any financial interest, including that derived from syndication rights in any programs that did not own entirely, which at the time consisted most, mostly of news programs. Since the networks held some financial, this is a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I can't even follow it. I'm reading it myself. Well, it, it's a, it's a whole legalese thing. It's just yeah. that it's just that it was supposed to encourage local programming. But the thing is, is that the big corporate got involved with the local mm. program and they own that too. Right. So, so basically when they, when they got fucked with this, that's what this guy's referring it to, I guess. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to this guy. Where, You've got essentially two entities dealing with each other. Now, the problem with the FinCEN laws is that it locked out other competitors in terms of like um, movie studios or television studios. I guess we could have waited an extra 10 seconds and he would have got to it. <laughs> All right, here we go. In this instance, there is no, there's not even like, they've locked it out, they've eliminated. They've like cornered the market on venues. They've cornered the market on venues, and they've also, and, and by doing so, they have like made. They've also disempowered the ability for any other venue to open up because they've cornered the market on ticket sales, and so you can't sell tickets to that venue. And if the venue tries to sell it itself, so let's say, okay, you come into Worcester and they uh another venue crops up and says to you know uh matt's band hey we'll sell tickets ourselves we'll cut out ticketmaster matt's band says okay but then ticketmaster says whoa 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 you're good for worcester but you know that show you wanted to do in providence in boston in portland and the one you wanted to do in hartford and then the one you wanted to do in poughkeepsie and then you wanted to go to Albany and do a show. And then as you move down the East Coast, like all those venues, you can't go there. All right. This is going to sound weird, but I, I don't necessarily agree with. I agree with what he's saying. I don't agree that Live Nation is necessarily wrong. And I don't think that's the big problem. I think it's a problem that they should somehow have to sort out. But I don't think it is the big problem. 
I think the big problem is the overexpenditures that are getting, that are coming out of the bands as well as coming out of the fans. Well, I agree with that. But the thing is, is what he's driving at is that don't you cross us mm -hmm. because we will punish you. Yes and no, because I, I'm look, I'm going to take the other side and it's not because I'm corporate guy. Cause I'm right. not right. But at the same time, if I owned 10 venues and I'm spending a good amount of money to bring a band to my venues, the last thing I'm going to tolerate is, well, you're going to use a fucking swerve to swerve me out of one piece of it. Well, no, but this is, this is, I, I think you're missing the point here. I don't think they're using a live nation venue, but trying to sell their tickets through a different outlet. He's well, talking, about, he's talking about a band playing a, let's just say a, 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 a um, I'm going to use the air quotes, a, a, uh, independently owned venue yeah, and selling their tickets through an independent outlet mm -hmm. and live nation goes, wait a minute, our venue and our services are across the street and you're using an independent cutting us out of the deal. Well, fuck you. Because when you come to our other markets where there aren't any independent venues and you can't sell your tickets through any other means, mm -hmm. we're going to block you out. No, I, I, I understand that. Yeah. And what I'm saying is why would, if there, if live nation is willing to work with them in the other nine cities, why wouldn't they want them in their venue in the 10th? Especially if the only reason they're not getting is because they're, they're, they're getting a cheaper deal. Yeah. 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 Well, the reason you're getting a cheaper deal is because you don't have to come out your pocket for 10 shows the independent right. way. Right. But what, 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 what he's trying to say is that you're not left with much of a choice. Well, and, and I agree with that. I, I do agree with that, but I also agree with live nation saying we're not, we're not going to just easily be cut out of the deal either. I mean, yeah, I, I don't I, think, that, I don't think that there's an easy solution to this. No, I don't there, think there there's is not an easy solution, but they shouldn't be so big or be so influential that you have no choice. Right. It's either, it's either, uh, what's, what is that old saying that goes either, um, join them or what is it? If you can't beat them, join them or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's basically it. It's just like, well, if you can't beat them, I guess you'll have to join them. Yeah. And I, and I, and, and believe me, I, I'm not taking the side against the bands. I always want the bands to get paid. Right. I think, I think just what this guy was, the other guy, buddy Holly was saying <laughs> is, is criminal. Not, you know, some of the fees I get, but I, I mean, some of the, the, those line items, $250 for fucking towels. You know what? Just stop it. They're well, bringing they, in a fucking hundred thousand dollars worth of profit into your room. Give them some free fucking towels. Well, that, that goes back to the whole Gene Simmons model. Remember when mm -hmm. we had Ted Poley from danger, danger on the show. Yeah. And he was talking about opening up for kiss mm -hmm. and you know, because they were doing pretty well you know they they had a hot album coming up the charts and they yeah. had you know some pretty good mtv coverage and so on and so forth and you know the people coming out to see danger danger open up for kiss early you know he said he got over enthusiastic about you know the response that they were getting to bang bang or mm -hmm. you know whatever 
And so he whipped the towel out, you know, just sort of like, yeah, fuck yeah, threw the towel yeah. out. And then he came to the side stage and Gene Simmons was standing there and he goes, that's going to cost you $10. Yeah. He, he said they deducted that $10 out of their payout mm-hmm. because he threw a towel out into the audience. Yeah. Which is dumb. And, and I'm not, and Gene's wrong there too. Gene. Yeah, and I agree. But my point is, is that it's incidences like that mm-hmm. that kind of set the stage or set the precedents that go, uh, you know what? It's okay to, you know, uh, gouge these bands for something yeah. as simple as towels. Mm-hmm. I just wondered, I mean, do you think Metallica pays for towels? No, of course not. You know, I think it's all just like, here, here's your fucking flat fee. Right. And you know, the, I see the bigger picture. The bigger picture is that the venues should not be owned by the ticket broker. I agree with that. And they should not be allowed to own, to own. And I don't know how you do that because even, you know, if you split it, if you make it the law that a venue cannot also own its ticketing, how many clubs do you put out of business? Yeah. It's a well, weird space yeah i know it it got to be really ugly and i know that when uh live nation and Ticketmaster uh uh petitioned the you know the the antitrust you know legislation to say well you know if you let us merge yeah we promise we won't do this yeah and then they went right ahead and did it and then 10 years later here we are mm-hmm. and like, now we're gonna have to break this up now yeah. what do we do yeah, now it's a it's a total shit show. Yep. And I don't know what they do about those parts. I know one piece that they could fix really easily. This secondary market and this yeah. fucking volume pricing bullshit or high demand pricing bullshit. Yeah. Fuck you. How can they not how I don't how they get away with that is anybody's guess. You know, how you don't know what tickets cost is amazing to me. You know, I mean, like I said, I bought my Pantera tickets during the pre-sale before they were on the sliding scale. Yeah. And the same tickets are now on that fucking sliding scale. Right. And even if it isn't through Ticketmaster per se, even if it is through StubHub or ABC tickets or whatever, who owns all that? Sure. Ticketmaster. So Ticketmaster's buying up their own tickets and selling them for whatever the fuck they want. Right. Which, which just basically is just an end around to jacking up the ticket prices. That's all it is. Yeah. And, and I mean, so now what's going on is, you know, and I saw this last night, the comedian last night, the first comedian actually made a joke about this and he's so right about it. Last night I parked a few blocks from the venue that I was at. Right. Yeah. And there was no, to my knowledge, there was no Cavs game. And I'm pretty sure there wasn't one because I drove right by the, right by Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse and there was no traffic at all. I mean, I just right by it, right? The place that I parked was 25 bucks to park, which is not terrible in big city standard, but it's still fucking ridiculous. $25 to park. And it had a big sign on it that said special event parking. What fucking special event was it if there was nothing going on? 
Dave Landau was Dave Landau does not command special <laughs> event parking. I he love was, Dave and all, but he does not command special event parking. Well, he was in town, so uh, he was being commemorated with special event parking. Uh, apparently so. And I and, and the comedian made a joke about the special event parking that was up there, and he's like, he's like, how fucking insulting is it that an eight by ten piece of cement makes more money than I do tonight? Sure. And it's like, Jesus, that is a fucking. I know it's trying to be funny, but it's absolutely true. Yeah. It's and, and, but the venues, this is the direct result. The parking thing is the direct result of these fucking cocksuckers at live nation that are fucking jacking up all the prices. Now they got people thinking, well, I really like this band. So $600 is okay. You know, people are thinking that now well, people again, are, it's whatever the market will bear. Yeah. And people, the same people that were telling us two, three years ago, I'll never spend more than a hundred dollars for a ticket. Same fucking people. I agree. Are like, well, $500, but it is Metallica. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, or a thousand dollars, but it is the reunion of Motley Crue. It's like, you know, and, and these, these parking places see that. And what are they going to do? If they know you'll spend $600 to come down to see fucking a bad version of Motley Crue, then why the fuck would they give you a parking space for six bucks? Right. Well, this goes back. Do you remember the uh, Steve Martin, uh, John Candy movie, Planes, Trains, oh, and yeah. Automobiles? Sure. Uh, uh, Steve Martin was trying to get home for, what was it, Thanksgiving? Mm -hmm. And he was in New York City, and he had to fly home to Chicago or whatever. Yeah. And he was trying to hail a cab to get to the airport in time before his flight took off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was out there trying to get a cab and some other guy ahead of him got the cab and he goes, sir, sir, I'm in a hurry. He says, uh, if you let me have this cab, I'll give you, you know, $25 or whatever. Right. And the guy goes, well, a guy who's willing to pay $25 for a cab, he certainly would be willing to pay 40. Right. Mm -hmm. it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's the same attitude. It is. It is. I mean, if you're, if the tickets and it's all, it's all head games, you know, and it really, you just know, I just know, everybody just knows if, if the tickets are, if you went to a show or if you went to a baseball game and the tickets were $15, yeah. you know, like a minor league baseball game, sure, $15 ticket. There's no way in fuck. Would you pay $60 to park? No, you'd be, you would look at that $60 parking thing. And you'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, that's, and you would drive around. Times, that's four yeah. times higher than the game. Yeah, you would drive around until you found the five dollar parking somewhere or a parking meter or something. And you know, it, it's it's just fucked. Everything's fucked. Yep. Insane. Are right, you want more of this guy? Yeah, let's see what he has to say. Let's All wrap right. it up. All right, here we go. Because there, you got to use Ticketmaster, and since you're not using our Ticketmaster in uh, Worcester. You're screwed, dude. Your tour is one place, Worcester. Enjoy. Gotta get creative about finding alternatives. Right, and that just presumes that there can be another venue that can be built in Worcester, knowing that if they did that, they'd get screwed anyways. In the wake of... Hello, Journey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna punish you. Yep, so play all those shows that don't use us. Oof. All right, here we go. COVID, where a lot of these venues have been... Um, Forget COVID! Yeah. They just know the industry. Like, yeah. there's no way they can do it. 
it's this type of cornering. It's it's uh, it, this type of monopoly has to be attacked. And and again, once you attack one monopoly, once you introduce this notion that this monopolistic behavior and some level monopsonistic, it's, you know, one is the the one seller, one buyer, essentially. In this instance, they're the same people. Yeah. Um, what do you call a, something that's both a monopoly and a monopsony? It ruins... The yeah, that's what he just said, dummy. <laughs> he's, he's just reiterating. I guess so. He literally said the same sentence and just went with E instead of ist. Right. Wow. All right. Great co-host. No wonder he's off screen. All right. Here we go. The, uh, it obviously ruins it for the consumer ruins it for the creators, ruins it for our society in terms of limiting what kind of art gets produced in this instance in the context of music. But it also creates these, again, this is what an oligarch is. It's not just that they have money. It's that they have a control of the, of the politics. And we need to see more anti-monopoly, antitrust activity because it needs to spread throughout all the different sectors of our uh, society. All right. He's not wrong. No, I agree. Competition is good. Yeah. And what they've done is they've eliminated all competition. Mm hmm. Isn't it weird how every media type is completely fucked now? And the one thing that they all have in common, big money. Yep. Big money does not make anything good. I agree. Nothing. There's not what, what is there one thing you can point to that you can say, you know what? Now that there's a zillion dollars behind it, it's better. Radio, music, movies, TV, concerts, sports. None of them are better now that they have big money involved in them. None of them. I agree. That's just fucking nuts. Yep. We're just, we're, it just tells you we're supposed to be fucking poor. <laughs> we're supposed what? to be poor and, and enjoying our portum. Well, that's what the new world order wants. It's you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Yeah. I want to fall somewhere in between, in between these dicks and the, and the fucking left leaning lunacy. Well, what would solve all that if people just would not put up with it and go, you know what? No, I'm not, a, I'm not attending that show. No, mm -hmm. I'm not spending that money for that. Yeah. That that's what would control it. But the thing is, is people are so, uh, I don't know what dumb, mean. well, dumb or shallow. And they mm -hmm. go, Oh, I have to go to this. I yeah. have to go to this. And it's just like, no, no, you don't. You, you can take a pass and go, you know, out of, out of protest, out of what's right, I may miss that Metallica Pantera show. All right, let's not start there. Well, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> that as an example. No. And going, yeah, I'm not going. Yeah. Well, I, I could say this, but and you know this. I had said up front I was not going to pay the crazy price yep. for that ticket. I just wasn't going to do it, and I didn't. If that pre-show would have been, if that pre-sale would have been, three hundred dollars or something i was not going yeah but i was I, I was as we need to see more and more of these venues being empty yeah and go you know what people are done with this bullshit but mm -hmm. I, and here's the thing this and and this is just a testament how great this country is 
where do people get all this expendable cash to go to these shows for hundreds and hundreds of dollars? That's the whole thing. Yeah. I wonder that myself. Are, are they leveraging themselves? Are they putting it on credit cards or are they, are they in debt? I think that's the hit, you know, and that's the whole thing. You know, I, I decided 10 years ago that I was not going to have any debt. The only debt that I have is my house. Yeah, same. And, and, and that's it. I don't mm -hmm. even have a credit card. Yeah, I have one, but it's, it's, it gets pulled out once a year for a dinner and that's it. Yeah. I don't well, use I don't, it at all. I don't even have a credit card. I pay for everything in cash. Mm -hmm. Same. And, and that's it. You know, I got rid of my credit cards like eight years ago. Mm -hmm. I just got rid of them and I have no credit cards. I have mm -hmm. no debt. I don't have a car payment. I have nothing. And you have more money than you ever did. Oh yeah. I I've banked. I, I'm not even going to tell you, but I banked a lot of money over the yeah. last few years, 600 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> You're, I don't know how you knew that. But <laughs> it's a good guess. Yeah. But, but I would not spend it on going to a stupid show that cost no. me three or $400 for a freaking ticket. No mm -hmm. way. Yeah. I do. I'm, I'm in the same boat with that. I mean, even, even these Pantera shows that I'm going to, I'll be honest, the one I bought because it was cheap, you know, cause I got in on the, on yeah, the presale well, cheap. What, what'd you get it? 90 bucks, 97 bucks. Yeah. Look at that. See that I would pay that. Yeah. That's worth it but, for but me if for it that. Gets any higher than that or get it to 150, 200, yeah. 300. Fuck that. No way. 150 is about as high as I was going to go. Yep. So the next show is the one in Pittsburgh. John picked that one up. So I didn't spend it. So yep. I'm good there. I don't know what he paid, but I don't care because I'm going. Well, yeah, exactly right. Third one, not fest is, is guesting me because it's a not fest thing. Sure. So I'm getting my tickets through not fest or through, I think through lamb of God, because not fest is the management company. So I'm getting my tickets through, through um, the management company first. So I'm comping those. If I had to buy them, I'd be going to the one show. I'd be going to the one that I bought for $97. Yeah. But because I didn't have to buy them, I'm, I'm willing to go to more. Why not? I'll take a, I'll take a freebie. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure not going to be fucking hooking up Ticketmaster saying, well, it's only six fifty. Yeah. But I get a free t-shirt and an advanced, advanced, um, shopping at the, at the merch table. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck off. Yeah. Dumb. All right. Well, let's take a break and come back and wrap up the show. All righty. Right. I, I got a song picked out here. It is not metal in any way, shape or form, but it's very, mm -hmm. it's very, uh, appropriate for this discussion. Okay. <laughs> People are going to freak out when they hear this. They're going, right. what are you doing? This show sucks. Now you guys play everything, but metal. Yeah. I'm going to play Cindy Lopper. <laughs> money, right. money changes everything. All right. There we go. All right. So for you who will spend hundreds of dollars through Ticketmaster or Line Nation, you know, money changes everything. So uh, here's, here's Cindy Lopper exclusively here on your classic, um, whatever the fuck show. Yeah. Pop show. Pop show. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. 
Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand